We'll go ahead and pull out your Bibles. We're going to be again in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, where we've been this morning and yesterday, and it's where we'll be tonight and tomorrow as well. Last night we started with looking at Paul's words of looking heavenward and his kind of his gaze, his perspective, looking to eternity and that being able to give him the confidence, the courage to even face the reality that his earthly tent, his body will be destroyed, his death. And yet he can have courage and hope and confidence knowing where he's going. And this morning, we got to hear about what God has done to bring about that confidence for us, that courage that we can have even in the midst of us facing death. And it's because Jesus faced death first. For our sake, he who knew no sin became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. God, he died for all so that we wouldn't have to die in the same way that he did. He died bearing our sins And so now we get to be, and this is what we're going to explore tonight, the consequence, the wonderful consequence of Jesus dying in our place is that we are now new creations, new creations. And thinking about this, I was reminded of that old show, maybe it's still on, I have no idea, Extreme Home Makeover. Does anyone remember this show? Yeah, yeah. Decrepit old houses, probably full of mold and maybe like less rooms than the family needs. I have no idea how they found the families, found the homes, and how they selected that. But this crew would come in, this wonderful construction crew, and totally gut the house, remake all of these rooms, spent, do this in a week, send the family on a vacation, and they come back, and what does everyone cheer? Move that bus. That's right. The bus moves, and there is a new home. (gasps) Everyone starts crying. Everyone watching the show, everyone on the show. It's just tears all around. One of the more emotional experiences I think that I had in my childhood was watching Extreme Home Makeover. But in all reality, it's kind of the same house. Even though it's been remade in a sense, it's like, usually they never totally demolished the house. They would keep the frame. They would keep the same structure. And they would just revamp it. What we're talking about tonight, in us being new creations because of what Jesus has done for us, he hasn't just revamped us. He hasn't just upgraded us from iOS 16.0 to 16.1. No, he has made a new creation. Isaiah 43 talks about this just briefly. It says this, Isaiah 43. I think I'm going to verse 8. My memory serves. Mm -mm. Here we go. Verse 18, Isaiah 43, verse 18, says, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you perceive it? Listen to this, this imagery. 
I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. There's no way that you could just kind of revamp sand and turn it into water. That water is new and that's foreign to that terrain. And that river flowing through the midst of a desert is going to lead to new life. God is not just revamping us, he is making us new. And that is accomplished because of the death that Jesus Christ died on our behalf on the cross. We've got to sing this. It actually started with a whole new world, which I thought was crazy. What an amazing worship song to start with. Just kidding. We're not calling that a worship song tonight. But what did it say? If death is a doorway to eternal life, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Gone, gone. Now my sin is dead and gone. And I sing hallelujah. Done, done. He is risen, and he's won. Now I sing hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to read from 2 Corinthians 5. Heavenly Father, we praise you. Lord, you have won. And now we just get to learn about what it is that you've won and what it is that you've won even for us. So Lord, open our eyes, open our ears, soften our hearts, Help us to hear from you tonight. And I pray and ask that you would help every single one of us to learn and appreciate and marvel in what it is that you've secured for us. Help us to receive the gift that you're extending to us. Give us energy here and now tonight after a long, awesome day in the mountains. Help us focus. May there not be any distractions. May we not cause any distractions. And would you help your word, your truth, your gospel good news to be lifted up high for all of us to see. We pray and ask this in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 2 Corinthians 5. We're just looking at two verses tonight. Two verses tonight. 16 and 17. 2 Corinthians 5, looking at verses 16 and 17. It says this. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 16. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. We're talking about new tonight. We're talking about transformation that's taken place tonight. And the first place that they're knowing that they see it is in Jesus Christ himself. The verse right before says this, 15, And he died for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died. The period is not at the end of died. But it says, for their sake died and was raised. Has anyone experienced resurrection here before? 
This guy was dead. He was buried in a tomb for three days. Jesus Christ is no longer dead. He is alive and will be alive forevermore. He is the first who has been resurrected, who has been the forerunner in making things new. And he leads the way for every single one of us to follow in his steps. So what does this mean? Just three points just want to think about. You've been made new. You can be made new. We can be made new. And being made new means new living. You can be made new. We can be made new. And being made new makes way for new living. You can be made new. Let's focus on that first. You. This is what Jesus is extending and offering to you. This new life, being a new creation, no longer being that same broken, sinful one that was born into this world, but experiencing new life. Again, this isn't just being remade, like having new nice walls put in or a a new piece of furniture be put into your life. Maybe you just go to church on Sunday. Maybe you just stop swearing. Maybe you, you start smiling and opening up the doors for people. No, it's not just a remaking. It is a total new creation. Every single one of us, once we've received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, is now no longer dead in our sins and trespasses where we were before. We have been made alive and are new creatures because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Because of Him dying on the cross, taking on our sins, going and dying in the place where we ought to be so that we might have new resurrection life just like how he brought it about, raising from the dead, defeating death once and for all. That's for every single one of us. God is extending this good news to us, not by anything that we've done, but as a gift. All we must do is believe and repent and be saved. This is humbling. We don't make ourselves new. This isn't a five-step program. This isn't a self-help guide. This isn't we were like flailing in the water and we kind of could keep ourselves up, but we just needed a lifeguard with a buoy. Okay, now we're safe. No, we were dead under the water, totally dead. We had drowned. No hope for us on our own. We needed to be made alive again. And Jesus is extending this new life to you. Will you receive it? Not only can you as an individual be made new, be made alive, but we, everyone, God has done this so that the world, anyone in the world, may repent, believe, and be saved. Who's someone that's hurt you? Who's someone that's wronged you? If someone just came up to you randomly and gave you $100 and said, you can't keep this, you just have to give it to someone. They're giving you an opportunity to give a nice gift to someone. Who would be the last person you would give that $100 to?
turns out that very person, the last person on your list who you would give that $100 to, that person too can be made new. That person too can repent, believe, and be saved. That's kind of tough for us. Because if you're anything like me, I think you can hold a grudge and you can like be upset and you can be angry with people. I see some heads nodding. <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow we're going to be talking about reconciliation and this restoring relationships. So there may be even some of these people on your mind. There's still some forgiveness that needs to be extended. We'll talk about that tomorrow. But think about this. Verse 16, from now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh, according to their sinfulness, according to their brokenness, according to their folly. Because remember, if any of us were regarded according to our flesh in front of God, we couldn't stand. We need to be regarded having been washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And then we can stand before a holy God as a new creation. Anyone who stands beneath that flow can be washed and made new. That means if Jesus is able to forgive you for all your junk, he's able to forgive every single person you know, including that last person you would give the $100 bill to. That challenges us. Because in whatever way, however you're regarding that person, you're wanting to put yourself above them. But guys, our sin, our brokenness, this is a humankind condition. And we're all on a level playing field before a holy God. Every single one of us in need of saving. He can do it for you, and he can even do it for that person. You can be a new creation. You can be made new, and so can they. And then being a new creation leads to new way of life. We're going to be talking about this, and this is kind of helping us turn the corner from what God has done and now how we are called to live out this new creation transformed life. It starts right here with not regarding anyone according to their flesh. So it starts with us being able to view others, view the world with gospel lenses. Our God is one who's able to make a way. Our God is one who's able to redeem. Our God is able to make a river flow in the midst of a desert, bringing life to where there's only been death. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. This is where we as Christians have an opportunity to proclaim our own transformation. And we get to proclaim it because of what God has done in our lives. He's brought the transformation, again, not us. And so if you have proclaimed Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, if you said, God, I'm messed up, I'm a sinner, 
And if I'm to be in any kind of right relationship with you, I need your help to take on and take away my sin. Forgive me for it and make me new. And he will. He is just and merciful to forgive. And if that's you, you now are a new creation. A new creation living gets to start with just proclaiming what God has done for us. If you were reading through the solo Devo questions, I think one of them was, can you put into words what God has done for you? This is your testimony. This is, God has saved me. So tonight maybe is the first time where some things are clicking. Maybe from something that was said this morning, from something that was said tonight, this conversation in cabin times, this earlier, maybe later on tonight. Guys, don't wait. The next chapter starts out with today is the day of salvation. God is holding and extending to you this gift of new life. Reach out, receive it. Acknowledge your state as a fallen, broken sinner, in no way able to save themselves, yourself, and acknowledge God as the one who is our Savior, the one who can change, transform, bring about new life like a river in the midst of a desert. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you. God, you are a God who brings life out of death. And Lord, I just pray and ask that here and now that you would be working and stirring in the hearts of us. Lord, that you would open our eyes and help us to see that, Lord, if you are one who's willing to go to the cross, bearing our sins, die in our place, and defeat death, bringing new life in death, Lord, then you're one that we can go to and receive this new life that you've secured. Lord, if this is something that's never been done for any of these students, leaders, Lord, I just pray that you would give them that final push to help them go and say, Lord, I'm in need of you. And Lord, for those of us who are believers, and maybe there's just been a staleness in our life or a living for ourselves that's been going on, I pray that as we get to talk tonight in cabin conversations, as we continue to look to your word in the day ahead, Lord, that you would stir up in us new life once again. Holy Spirit, that you would convict and continue this transformation, bringing about more and more so a new creation, new life in us. Lord, we thank you for how your blood has washed us, cleansed us, and made us new. I pray that your gospel love, your gospel reach would even challenge us to love even people that we might consider unlovable or we might not want to love. Lord, we thank you that you broke those boundaries to love us. Would you help us to be like you and break those boundaries to love those people, even the ones we wouldn't want to give $100 to? So Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you for an opportunity to be up here, opening up your word, here in the beauty of your mountains. Lord, would you bless this evening, guide these students and leaders into this cabin conversation, even bless the rest of our worship here tonight. Pray and ask these things in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. And we all said, Amen. Amen.